You're now listening to the Open Africa podcast with Laulu, Nosa, and Furo. On this episode of the Open Africa podcast, we will be talking about a lot of different things because we have been badly behaved and we haven't recorded in a while. And a lot of things have happened as well. So, plenty, plenty things. <laughs> plenty, plenty problems. Then, <laughs> yeah. So I'll just say the tech ecosystem has there's lot of there's been a lot of exciting, positively and negatively exciting things happening in the ecosystem. In the problem, market. problem, <laughs> another problem. This, are we in a music recording studio or a podcast recording? Thank you. To kick us off, maybe we'll start with some bad news. Because now bad news full everywhere for you. <laughs> Alerzo. Alerzo recently announced, or it was broken the news that Alerzo laid off 600 of the employees. Um, for context, Alerzo is basically a, I don't even know how to describe it, they're doing so many different things. So B2B is B2, their main thing. Yeah, so they started off doing B2B in terms of getting goods from manufacturers to mom and pop shops and sort of managing the entire value chain, so delivery, warehousing all that good stuff. Um, and then they were also expanding into like obviously providing financial services and all of that because since they already had the value chain on lock, it made sense to expand and increase their, I guess, share of wallets for these individuals or these businesses. However, recently announced that they have laid off 600 of their employees, I'm assuming, and then and shut down their warehouses. In, yeah, in certain places. In certain places, yeah. yeah um comments i think the vast majority of that 600 will be like their agents in those warehouses because i know they have like super massive like just agents um fulfillment agents really Mm. when you place an order they call you just get directions organize everything and and all of that so if you are shutting down warehouses in the middle of a cash crunch because they are trying to optimize then everybody who works in that place from those contractors or those agents to their supervisors to security men to cleaner to everybody who is doing everything you just have to let them go so the thing is i guess these are some of the effects of that the whole cbn overnight cashless drive is it that though? yeah that it's i think it definitely impacted their business to some extent because i kind of I, I want to assume that there's still a lot of cash in those exchanges mm. i mean to be fair you know that that b2b model itself is not exactly especially when you're you're not doing it at a critical scale mm-hmm. it's not exactly the most profitable model because they are subsidizing right they are subsidizing many things for these merchants you are buying the products okay so alezo is acting as like the key distributor in that b2b value chain we have an episode on this we will plug it um in this one and so they are they reduce that cost but by the time you factor in like the cost of fulfillment Mm -hmm. from the human beings who receive those calls to the actual trucks that make those deliveries those are costs that they don't pass on to the end users. To the end users, yeah. to those merchants, those small businesses, mom and pop shops. 
Which that sell those products. Exactly. So it's not hard to imagine that certain warehouses were loss making. Um, and if you're going to optimize in an area, maybe it's cash crunch, maybe it's the broader economic macros um, that is affecting other technology companies. Whatever the reason, it just makes sense to yeah, just amputate that yeah. that venture. Yeah, but I, I really it's not like, just them, really. Everybody yeah. is is going through a cheaper cash, for example, laid off people as well. I'm not sure cash will be the explanation for their own, fair enough, for their own issues. Fair enough. I think is well. I think we've been preaching about the awakening in the ecosystem for a minute, and I think like it's still it's still going around. The shockwaves are still going around from company to company. How Crazy. companies are impacted differs based on, I guess, the sort of setups that they have. Um, and sort of feel safe that they've built into their businesses. But no, so why why is cheaper cash laying off? So, the problem, <laughs> the problem is that economy is tough. Yes. So now let's let's look at it. Um, for cheaper as a product, right? They are not. They are not a bank, so. They don't hold deposits, and it's not like you can. They can carry deposits, and I mean, maybe if they if they do do this, it's probably illegal activity. But essentially, taking deposits to invest in in the markets, like earning interest on deposits, mm-hmm. they don't do that, right? So which is, I'm just trying to run through standard bank models. Um, they don't do credit. They earn commissions on bill payments, but they give a significant chunk back as, re- as cash back. Yeah. So that's that part is eroded. I mean, I know how much MTN and Co are paying. So if they tell you I don't think that they are getting ten percent or five percent where it is that where it's that they can justify giving out their high cash back. So that's one. Um P2P uh you can't be. I don't really see people using cheaper to pay for day-to-day stuff, everyday stuff. So that you typically leaves, go to your day. You have like a daily transacting yeah. bank app. So what you would now be using cheaper for is for cross-border payments and maybe fractional shares and crypto. Crypto. Crypto is shut off to Nigeria. Are, I mean, there are people that were originally grandfathered on the because it was available in Nigeria for like a split second, and they got some users mm-hmm. before they closed it up to new people. Crypto is only open in Uganda to Ugandan users. Crypto market is also down. Crypto winter and things. Crypto winter and things. <laughs> and even <laughs> and even when it wasn't crypto winter. For the Nigerians, they were selling crypto at less than black market rates. So somehow, somehow, it was, it was arbitrage. I'm sure they were losing money in that on that front. Mm-hmm. Then you now take it to... So that's uh, shanked crypto. That leaves us with um, remittance. I don't think there are lots of people that are opening cheaper cash in the UK and US to send money back home. Yeah. I might be wrong, but 
on road, I've not heard anybody saying that they're using cheaper to send money to family members. It's still the usual suspects, world remit and go. Exactly. Then, so then there's now the virtual card, which is what they're pushing actively. So they probably make FX spread when you're topping up and when you withdraw, they probably make like some some change there. But essentially, it's like they have a lot of things where they're not, I don't think they're actively making a lot of money. I mean, I'm not even trying to be a hater, but from outside looking in, when you look at their different possible revenue streams, unless there's something that we are seeing, also, unless there's something that they have that we are not seeing, but from the outside, I don't think there's a lot of channels from which they are currently making money. Which and they are very, I mean, in some in some corners, they brand they are branded as a Nigerian company, but they really don't have any Nigerian ties. I, I at some point that why did I think that they had an MFB an MFB license? I think they are trying to apply for one. Either they're trying to apply for one or they've already got or they've bought somebody. But again, so just a lot of these things are now then why say they are why another thing, why even match the Niger based in Nigeria thing? Because there's the Nigerian arbitrage where you're raising VC money in USD, but you're paying people in Naira and you're paying people like Nigerian bank salary. So you're not really like burning through your your book like that because FX is in your favor. They are not based here, so it's a very different. It's a different dynamic. I think most of their hires are outside, which means no. They have a Nigerian. I mean, they have a Nigerian. They have a Nigerian person. They have a Nigerian presence. They pay people in Naira. They have a Nigerian presence, but it's not a significant Nigerian presence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most of you look at their deck. I mean, from their website, a lot of their senior execs are able. So can we even say that on this podcast? It just feels like a dirty thing to say. Yeah, that exactly. Yes, they are exactly. How, it's not the it's how he says it. I mean, it's what it is now. If you gauge it, you are, you are paying. You are paying those people market price. So you are paying people market price in their country, but you are making money in local in local currency, local Raz, money, which is Raz. So you will now start because from what I've heard, they've kind of wound down a lot of things, crypto. They unwind, they reduced the team and a bunch of other experimental things they were doing. They've kind of trying to hone in on their strengths, which is what every company in this period is doing. Mm-hmm. So I they lost the last round was a down round. The one that they didn't really mention was it the last money they raised was a down round. If they are raising I'm suspecting they're trying to raise again. And, down round. and the valuations is um, one of the conditions like you guys have to let go of your some of your bloods. So the thing for me is like, well, I guess nobody saw the crypt- nobody saw the crypto winter coming. So I'll give them that because the thing for me is looking f- as someone that is outside nobody. of nobody. I mean, I, I, I well, okay. <laughs> okay, let me not say nobody. Okay, let me not say nobody saw it. Okay, let me say people chose to have hope. And Correct. be positive and project optimistically. And avoid FUD. See, yeah. the, as soon as people go to could go to the clubhouse again, that's when we should have started fearing that yes, this crypto. Because again, a lot of it is, and I think a lot a lot of people in even all these crypto industries and even in fintech and startups, they don't understand. They don't that. understand like how things work in like from if, a, you, zoom the, out. if you zoom out from a macroeconomic yeah. thing. Now there were low in zero interest rates i mean it's not a running joke zero interest rate phenomenon there are zero interest rates which means 
if you look at asset fund managers and code, they were not getting returns, tangible returns anywhere else. So if you wanted tangible returns, you just you took on higher risk, high risk and crypto and code. So you see lots of things. Then there was now and when Biden capital. was sharing free money. There was lots of idle money in that period. And now that outside has opened, economy is tough. <laughs> so yeah. and I think I think one and if we can segue a bit into into this crypto bit, I think there is a fundamental problem with how crypto bros view themselves. They see in my mind, I feel like they see themselves as like alternative to finance. When in reality, you are bound by the very same principles that govern established financial institutions. In fact, even more severely, because there is nothing underlying about anything that you are doing. Yeah, institutions didn't get into crypto because they believed in decentralized money. Institutions got into crypto because they're getting better returns. Correct. But you know that rates don't last forever. I mean, even if the government is more... I've been, I mean, we lived through double-digit T-bills in Nigeria. What? If you told hey. me... If 17%. You told me, if you told me that we would never get 17% uh, T-bill rate, I'll call you a fool. Yeah. T-bill was the surest buck ah. we would ever make in this country. As, that we had yeah. guys like BlackRock and Co. pushing money inside. Mutual funds were doing like 15 16%. It was crazy. And today... I think they are rising again, but at some point they were down to like three, four. Yes, and I was like three, four, four, sub five for a long period. But an, another segue, if crypto bros are making such rookie errors, how about guys like Silicon Valley Bank that should be a bank? Like we expect that you guys should be a bit more... So this guy... regulated, properly regulated yes. entity? So it's not as if they did anything illegal it was just stupid didn't so, they invest in those same like the same asset classes from 2008 those same mortgage so it was mo- backed securities yeah but it was like bonds are, re- are like reliable like they're reliable instruments investing mm-hmm. and like matt levine had like a very good thing on it where it's like the problem with, with silicon valley bank is other people did this invested in the same thing the bigger banks did the same thing but they are diversified enough Concentration risk. To chest it. Now, these guys were, they were, their niche was startup. They highly optimized for startups. I mean, they're a normal banker, but because of the location and whatnot, they just highly optimized, they founder-friendly, etc, etc. Now, you have a lot of these guys that, when they raise money, they put it in. They are not taking any debt, so they were not really lending. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can, and the only other option was then was like, okay, let's just go and play treasury operations, treasury operations and make some money off, make some money off that. Now, again, they now, I won't say they overdid it, but they overdid it in the sense that they were highly concentrated in that because I, cause I was, I was seeing it somewhere where it was like, it wasn't just them that aped into, into bond, mm-hmm. but it's just, other guys have a loan book and other sources that if they lose if they if the interest risk interest rate risk crystallizes they can chest it these guys as soon as their own crystallized they needed to get some more raise some more money 
and their CEO kind of didn't really handle the comms really well. There would not have been it because it's one thing if if there would not have been a run if the guy didn't say didn't mishandle this thing. It would have just been a normal. It's very normal for banks to not have enough cash. <laughs> That's why there's overnight lending. If the if word of every overnight lending came out in Nigeria, for example, that's when we have because because again we and you said it they are optimized for a niche space and these guys have the same VCs and the same advisors and the same circles uh, and the same WhatsApp groups and then somebody says ah they lost these guys said they don't have cash forty two billion moved out in one day. You know, and to be honest with you, eh, this is where even, and I'm going to say this thing now as a joke, but I'm jokingly serious. Do you think you can remove 42 billion naira from a Nigerian bank in one day and your RM will not hold that money? You are, there will be downtime. You, that, that, the downtime will appear. Maybe we are crazy here. Yeah. You just be removing money. No, that, you are going to stay until we do overnight lending <laughs> to sort out the situation. But when you automate everything, I don't know, man. And you know one thing that because you know there's you know in Nigeria we have this thing where banks are supposed to have like capital reserve or something. Cash reserve. Cash reserve, something, yeah. something. I think the equivalent of it for some regional banks, there was some law that Trump passed where they didn't really have to do do all that stuff. I mean details I haven't really read too much on it but there weren't those controls to prevent this kind of thing from happening because effectively those banks kind of lobbied against those controls so the shake they are seeing is the shake of their own doing man now to connect it to African startups if you do Stripe Atlas mm-hmm. Stripe Atlas is usually the way most people register company yeah, at least Delaware Court at least until maybe this year, Stripe Atlas used to recommend two different banks, Mercury and Silicon Valley Bank. As per this is a sharp, sharp way. Oh, you've done your registration. This is a sharp way to get bank account. Silicon Valley Bank does not ask you for social security number. So I suspect there will be contagion some, into be some, Nigeria. Exactly. Hmm. Might not be a lot because, I mean, Depending on who you ask, say yeah, under two fifty k is insured. Now you get that full money, but that for, from the FDI. Now to get again, that's what most. It's not as if to get under two hundred fifty k is easy. Like if a Nigerian bank, if any bank should pack up, there will be proceedings for you to get your money. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if you are a paper company <laughs> and you are based in Nigeria, I'm sure that there's oh call this phone number log your case here blah 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 mm-hmm. you are here you are a different time zone <laughs> you are not on ground no but to be fair they will they will sort people what will you they will sort people they will sort people they will um, sort people i'm saying the african startups that are affected yeah they might seem more shaggy than the normal guys yeah but apart from that the, the normal guys already seem plenty shaggy i'm seeing founders tweeting about having to move payments for services and stuff to their personal credit cards and that also um, has tax implications particularly yeah. in the u.s yeah. like if you suddenly move your business finances to your personal into your personal you'll have significant see, tax implications rex is offering i guess working capital financing to companies that have been impacted and i think they've received over one billion dollars in requests 
let me just let you know anybody that's offering loans to this kind of companies eh, there's an underlying shiki you can see you because if, because if you are trying to be friendly and ecosystem friendly no it's not ecosystem friendly. <laughs> it's actually a, a legging right if particularly for the guys who are going concerns no sir if you help them bridge this short form you that's you good eat. but not everybody is going concern not everybody is a going now concern. how do you do such quick turnaround risk assessment on who is a valid business and who is not a valid business My brother in Christ, because you wish because wish, there are also lots of shooting star. There, are also, there are also lots of business models that are not valid at all that mm-hmm. just raise vc money mm-hmm. are you going to lend to that person just because just they raise because they raise VC money. Like, In more humorous news about managing risk, Janice Atento Kumpo. Oh my god. <laughs> my guy had over 50 bank accounts with I'll, no more than 250k. I hope you know that Janice, Janice has a Nigerian father that went through the Greek, Greek financial, the Greek financial, financial crisis. Meltdown. I'm very sure that has impact <laughs> on, on how he's approached Ooh, money. Scream. No, 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 no. It's it's crazy. It's like it's a perfect storm of everything crypto winter run on svb macroeconomic problems there's talk of a recession outside is open again so tech stocks are down there's just so there's just so much that's going on even another so another guy bank that affected silvergate Mm. uh silvergate was the main crypto crypto bank was essentially like their key on-ramp and as far as African startups are concerned, a lot of plenty of people offering USD virtual accounts. We're offering Silvergate Silvergate accounts. Silvergate Rise launched their USD virtual account fund in one day. The next day, Silvergate packed up. You'll be the day after, <laughs> you'll be getting a new account. Now imagine all the integration efforts they put to do that integration, only to just wake up one morning and see ah bank has backed up oh. yeah. even grace a uh, gray finance said message uh, we are working on new partner yeah it, it, there's a lot of ripple effect on like downstream ripple effect on yeah. like and but the difference see the main difference for me is that people based companies based in america institutions based in america will re- and like so with silver valley bank as well companies based in the uk will receive support from the government etc etc african founders <laughs> It's between you and your good. I mean, There's maybe maybe more of them needs to start chasing government contracts, <laughs> like doing beavers <laughs> for the Nigerian government because no, you need not, a second stream of income. This my segue. No, sir, I refuse to be silent. This is not a political. No, sir, I did not inherit the silence of my fathers. Please let me speak my. I think you can. You can. Let me speak my truth. You can express your feelings. At the polling station. Let me on speak on Saturday. See, I'm not saying that you people should vote for my candidates, but I need you guys to vote. And I also need you to, you know. I actually think you should, actually think you should act campaign for a candidate if you are going to. I don't have this a is, This is a very random picture. For governorship. I feel, I feel a lot of get your PVC comes were very misguided because I think people are trying to be neutral too much. If I was the one and I had skin in the game, is get your PVC to vote for my guy. Yeah. I'm not doing... I'll, we'll be doing See. PVC concerts. I'm not doing PVC concerts. I'm doing rally. And yeah. in my rally, we'll be helping you get PVC. That's all That's all well and good, but... <laughs> I know people that hosted, like, come get your PVC. I just need houses. you people to know that for these governorship elections, 
Some people will try to be violent. My only prayer is that if you try to snatch a ballot box, they should beat you into a coma in that place. That is my... If you are... If you listen to this podcast and you are the one helping people to snatch ballot boxes, if they beat you, just know that Laulu called it. That's all I will say. In other news and in less serious news, because Nosa has silenced me, yeah. So Olu is all over the internet. Oh my God! This this is not another news. He is all over this the internet. He's in front of churches. He's I, supporting crypto. He's supporting crypto. In the middle of crypto winter, he said that he will ride on the power of the blockchain and cryptocurrency. No sir, I just need you to know that that's a man on a vision on a mission uh, to I secure will, destiny. I will not be speaking on this. <laughs> Anyway, I would like to segue into oh the next God. relevant topic that's not political. Speaking of Shege, um, the last two, three weeks, Nigerian fintechs and banking have been shown the most Shege. I think I've received the most apology letters from all the founders. We are sorry our payment services are down. <laughs> And in my mind, it's like, I thought of you were saying we are better than banks. Mm. Our, our payments don't fail. Open mm. accounts. Open accounts with us. And they too have seen the shige of their lives. The shige of their life. I can't, like, I think just last week alone, I saw Brass, Brass has sent apology. Vela Finance has sent apology. Pay the standard. I thought that they are chaotic. The chaotic comp strategy has been chaotic. Who was that in the DMs of a customer saying you're not ready for international banking? So <laughs> that's a major segue. That's that's people and what's to compete? It's payday CEO. It's payday CEO. This has been a very fascinating. I said, my guy, please put the field there. I beg you in the name of God, or or do your engineering, and and allow people submit. PVC is a valid means of idea. Is they are not ready for international banking. What do you mean they are not ready for international banking? Ah, God of mercy. You guys stress me. There's even that cheaper cash on the cheaper cash customer support. Customer support. (laughs) Do you know, I sent that thing to our VP for client experience in the office and I begged her. (laughs) Then she forwarded it to her agent. I was like, please, don't. Don't ever. Don't do such. Don't ever even get the idea. Like, is what is this supposed to be human based? This has been the funniest couple of weeks because. Is it this human? The human touch. Mm-hmm. The funniest couple of weeks, and it's just, and I think what a lot of I don't know. I feel like maybe the founders know, but like it's like that thing we we're talking about for of like fintech marketing where. You guys, fintech people are people that do fintech marketing. Don't really understand what their products are. Uh, like if you are build, you are building a payment solution that is on top of. You don't have a license, and you are riding on maybe somebody else's rails. They don't know that. And one, and you are, oh, you are always tweeting. Oh, reliable transfers over here. Reliable transfers over uh, here. <laughs> nah, don't do they that. Went, don't went, do that, boss. They went NIP pack up. <laughs> Yeah, we are sorry, our See, payment partner. NIP, NIP is does not issue. even need to pack up. The bank just needs to off. A graduate trainee in that bank, and because all banks are on-prem, graduate trainee just needs to upload nonsense into these and break the application. The Android is that break oh, the API. Our payment partner is having an issue right now. 
about who is your payment partner. <laughs> Say it, speak out, speak up. See, I feel like in this market, and I may be saying this from like a privileged position, but your big aim, especially as you go, should be to have your own direct connections to everybody that matters. All this building on top of people is a recipe for tears. Uh, I feel like people have seen the tears. Because, and I remember when Kuda cards that they were cutting well, you guys was, out. On Zenith Bank. I remember when I, there was some reporter that messaged me said, oh, I'm doing a, I'm doing an article on Kuda cards. Transactions are always failing. I was like, I don't understand. Zenith Bank transactions are always failing. It's a Zenith Bank card. Are you doing an article on Zenith Bank? <laughs> Zinibank yeah. Zinibank branches are not open this period. Their core banking has been down for a month. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, because and as long as you are bound to that bank, there is nothing you can do. As long as you are bound to that provider, or you have an a provider that is serving different people, but he too is accountable to somebody. somebody else. So when that person shuts him off, like the relationship between these guys in our ecosystem that are in trouble again. <laughs> and the likes of Mastercard and Union Fifty Four and all of that, and you are the mercy of everybody's you know, good behavior. Speaking of Union Fifty Four, yeah, you know how sometimes people be like, "Oh, virtual card for these guys is reliable," unlike these guys. And my mom was like, "But they're always the same they're provider." The same provider. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Don't> you <mean>? <laughs> <laughs> if provider has issue, they all have issue. <laughs> but again, I guess that's I, I don't know, I don't know. The thing is like. I guess there's some situations where founders kind of want to go fast, so you don't want to spend the time building out everything. And there's a phase and there's a time for that. But then as soon as you can, you need to, where possible, oh. own. Oh, me, me. Personally, I understand going to market fast. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and eventually you must bring your things, the, your core in-house. your core business in-house. Mm-hmm. But what, what I don't like is fintech marketing. Absolutely detest fintech marketing because... It's always but I think see, that's the thing. People four don't million people dollars, don't understand. Yeah. Sorry, people don't understand the I think founders do not understand the importance of your market, their marketing function. So they don't take as much care in hiring somebody that just doesn't understand marketing but also understands product. Because you must understand the product to be able to sell the product. But then I find that it's kind of like an afterthought in most companies. Marketing is one of those teams that is not really prioritized the same way they will take time out to hire the right product and do you know another thing that i feel like many of them are wildly unprepared for when you do become big right and your regulator is now very invested in your business even how you market the tracing treating customers fairly policy they have no no <laughs> cpd has not done audits before now hey. this cpd should do audits <laughs> see when you when you go through i've been through one cbn audits personally and ask no sir for that week i was ready to quit fintech it is a bloody thing so you will you will explain to they will print out they will print out your did, tweet did you tweet this <laughs> they will print out your tweet for you and say you told your customers that your product can do so 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 show us <laughs> now so i'll tell you one, one interesting thing um you know $20 limit, right? A lot of people are marketing, oh, no more $20 limit on, on cards. cards. Now, their cards are USD domiciled cards. Like, so they are virtual. The, the provider is an American company that's essentially offering the service. 
This means that you cannot use that USD domicile card to do Apple music, Apple Store Nigeria. Mm. You already know that Apple Store Nigeria gives you, they are certain we are poor discounts that they give us. So Apple Music is cheaper relatively. Mm-hmm. Spotify is cheaper relatively. Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime is cheaper relatively. Switching to a virtual card from that's domicile there means you have to switch your app store to there. Now you go from paying one thousand naira for Apple Music to paying ten dollars for Apple Music. Like seven five. That is seven five. You've seven x your cost because somebody yanned you <laughs> without twenty dollar limits. Again, there are lots of things that are very misleading in the marketing that you only find out at the door. Yeah, and that's a it's a it's a violation of, tra- now, of treating customers fair. Because if I use my dumb account, my standard charter dumb account, the card from my standard charter dumb account to pay for Apple whatever, I still get my one thousand naira. Yeah, because the Niger it's still a Nigerian yeah, card. The bin is a, it's a Nigerian bin, so I can yeah. use it for the Nigerian store. No, so I feel like you need to explain what the bin is. Is bank identification number it's like first digits of your card well we can if we start now, we'll <laughs> <laughs> <Is it? laughs> but yeah Scream. so there's a lot of all these marketing things and when i see it i just like cringe a bit because it's like ah, is it that these guys don't know this business but that that's they're the thing. doing that's what they tell you let's say something very rubbish follow who no road the reality is that <laughs> you as a user need to think a bit more critically. You can't also just be carried away with every marketing. It's like that time now where Kiyoshi was doing... <laughs> oh, God. Timber and Caliban. Oh, what's it called? Oh, um, God. They reduce... CB, um, banks reduce their bank rates. And Kiyoshi, a P2P FX exchange thing, is talking about, oh, uh, this is why we are here for you. I was like, but you're not a card. Uh, but they said you should use them to fund your dollar card in Nigeria. Is that no clown activity? <laughs> <laughs> is that no clown activity? Because how does a user seeing it off glance, like with your call to action, oh is not, does not like tell me that I still have to open dumb account to yes, phone? Sir, please, I'm not ready to to fight this In fight. I'm tired, to be honest I have, I have a, a big, big problem with fintech marketing. It's always so misleading. It's always so ignorant. Yeah. In any case, everybody will be fine. You either grow big enough to adjust or you won't. The fintechs that have matured, they're showing in the way they run their ads, they're showing in the way they run their businesses. We've had a couple of them that have seen life on this podcast and their perspectives are very, very different. Those are businesses that you know that this one is a going concern. Yes, they'll stand the test of time. They'll probably become systematically important because they are playing the game the way the Nigerian market demands. And for most other people, we all know that those businesses are not going anywhere. It is the harsh reality of startups. Most of them will die. You, you know, know. The question is now, are you going to be one of those that will die? You know who will not be fine? The no, hundred or so people that Twitter oh, has blocked their accounts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with Flutterwave? 
Like, I don't even want to. I don't oh, want to have an opinion. They've, they've been like subbing themselves. I think it's growing pains. They've been subbing it's themselves on Twitter. No. Tech journalism and, furo, and tech no. bros. They'll be first like, oh, first. these guys are very immature. First things first. This is not how you do first it. First things first. I saw tech bros complaining <laughs> about reporting. The reporting quality is down. This and one. I know that publications are using one week to get one quote <laughs> from you guys. So it's not like as if the publications are entirely to blame. The culture of information sharing and transparency too is a problem within mm. that circle. So you deserve what you get, essentially, is the point that I'm making. Yes, tech publications write articles like Olori Burukus that don't know anything. <laughs> but in many ways, they too are being enabled by your lack of willingness to speak. To be transparent and yeah. to speak. Yes, control the narrative, but also respond to people. Can never the Nigerian startups. Transparent can never is impossible, impossible to trans be transparent. And for to your point about further away growing pain, this is not growing pains again. They yeah, wrote article now. They wrote article. They said she that Wendy published something that they shared that nothing was hacked, that there were some vulnerabilities on some merchant accounts, and they identify. In fact, I'm going to tell you something interesting about the architecture outside of this podcast that they saw vulnerabilities and then they notified the merchants and then nothing was lost like they remediated it and, but you how, are right how can you you are writing to is police it, so you see my thing here is i'm blocking accounts my my my, my thing was see there might not have been a hack uh, maybe there was a hack maybe there was no hack maybe it was true truth the merchants got compromised but 2.9 billion moved and you are telling me you've remediated you have no remediated this thing <laughs> There's, the fight is too ongoing. <laughs> there are like a hundred people with blocked accounts, and but that's what I'm saying. It's growing pains. If you have not like, it's experience in also those blocked accounts cannot like be that. blocked in perpetuity. Yeah, it's, it's ah, experience in time. At some like points, they will unbank to unblock it. Mister Edile, I will let you know that <laughs> it is possible. I understand. They say, oh, bring court order, blah blah blah. It nah, they will. No, because it depends on, and it depends on whose account you have blocked. Again, exactly. It depends on whose account you have blocked. The people that they have blocked are, usually, are they partake in crypto. They do partake. Uh, <laughs> they do partake in crypto. Uh, so when when they are doing enhanced due diligence, they cannot come out to their chest and say, this is what I do. So they are now stuck. See. And they can only shout on the internet. See, I don't know what the problem is. I'm not going to sit here and act like I have all the answers. But I feel like... In fact, let me just, let me just keep going. See, quite frankly, let me just say, there's a certain demographic in this country. I know the standard laws is you can only pay in the account for, what's it called? Um, 48 hours before you bring without court order. I've seen accounts being pnd for like one year without court order. Yeah. It's the person that <laughs> said they should pnd the accounts. The might. The might. So whenever whenever banks have issues like oh, um, we had a glitch, <laughs> people transferred hundred million overnight. Those accounts they don't bring court order. <laughs> they will refund all the money before the before the, the PND goes. Yeah, I'm the just saying, child. That's look. I don't know, man. And fraud, fraud in this in this market is a at this point it is a feature <laughs> <laughs> it is a feature not a bug 
I'll yeah. work. We ask. It's not. It's not a matter of how do we prevent fraud. It's Should a matter we, of how to what extent. What can type of we, exactly? What type of fraud? What type of fraud can we, we not, not want? Do we not want? Oh my God. But the assumption that you will not have fraud. That one is a lie. It will happen. Nigerian if it is not your system and that's what you want it to be, Nigerian it must fintech, not be your own system. Nigerian fintech has an incestuous relationship with fraud. Yeah. They will not admit it, but they know the truth. All all everybody purchases out for that. I, I beg, let's know in my system that glitched. See, <laughs> and you know the interesting thing, as somebody now who is getting into payments at work, the cost of fraud tools. <laughs> Is an incentive to not use them, <laughs> but it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. because if you don't use those fraud tools, the cost down the line, the potential co- because if the regulate, especially if you are somebody who is regulated, like CBN guys know your office address, they can show up any day and say, "Open this thing for me." Let's be looking at it. The cost of not having it in place is problematic. So maybe you want to get smart, right? You, if you have like closed loops, you can say, "Okay, oh, I will not pass." this some of these transactions through fraud tools maybe because it's like a closed loop maybe like a port or something but even then hmm. yeah fraud do happen I'll, ah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know from regulators perspective all you just need is kyc as soon as you collect kyc on the customer and you did suspicious transaction reporting I've done my part. Yeah, but that's if you are doing suspicious <laughs> transaction reporting now. But that's the, because that's an operational suspicious you? transaction. The number of things you have to report. Wait, now <laughs> it's better to do that one than to be high than to be buying machine learning algorithm to detect fraud. My friend, be serious. Do you think they are doing billion billion in transaction volume? Without and fraud? And where the fraud? ML, they are just simple logic. Where the fraud? Where the fraud sits, sits sometimes. It's not even in the high value transaction. It's small value transaction. So yeah, it doesn't word. even justify. The, like eventually the court, like the volume of it then becomes an issue. But then monitoring, you want to be monitoring yeah. five thousand naira transfers and two thousand naira transfers. I've seen some contracts for like fraud tools or like some propositions, and I'm like. It's ridiculous, and those will price you as if you raise VC money. Like so, on some of these calls, I remember I was talking to some KYC guy that was, I was like, he was bringing Monzo Revolut. I used bro, that. I said, I said, I said, bro, I've not raised Monzo money. I'm in Lagos. Can you <laughs> calm down? <laughs> Whether I work for Monzo, somebody, it's not my business. Somebody wanted to bill us five million dollars for a mobile app. I'm not joking. What's wrong with people? And then they then said, "Oh, that um, that oh, they also know that it's kind of like giving the market, that giving the market this, 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 that they can give us discounts." Our response was, "There's no discount. There's no, discount. <laughs> <laughs> There's no see, even at five hundred thousand dollars, we still buying. have a problem <laughs> with this thing. It is crazy how some service providers bill you, yeah. but again." For fintechs, I guess they will determine what is important. It, okay, it's just like fraud, crypto is another thing. You just have to say, this is the kind of crypto I like. Mm. This is the kind of crypto I don't like. And then you just have to stay on your toes. To keep and just stay on your toes. Keep learning new the new type of crypto. But and, so even the crypto, see what's happening with USDC. You and I have had conversations about USDC and some use cases. <laughs> see what is It's not a stable coin. No, no, I'm, no I'm talking of even... Because you know, when CBN is firing guys, you should not do crypto. You oh, just have okay. to know which type of crypto you want. Oh, yeah. 
Providus yeah, is yeah, yeah, Providus yeah, yeah, is a yeah, big yeah, crypto yeah. bank. <clears throat> Hopefully, <it's, laughs> I'm not trying to snitch, but it's, it's, it is. Can if, I leave this? In if there? you look at, you can do it. If you look at that um, flutter with the reports, what they were listing the account. Everybody, Providos, 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 business accounts. The Providos tell you that oh yes, he's a merchant, he's a trader, he buys cement, he's cement. What is he trading? But do you know that even that even somebody is moving thing, fifty million, hundred million. Even that <laughs> thing, eh? See, guys, I don't know how providers because this information is just reaching me on this podcast. But I know that if <laughs> if a merchant says that this is what they are doing, and what they are doing doesn't tally with their volumes, you should report. You should be reporting it. You do Nigerian banks don't report it. They will just allow the RM is uh, this good customer because the person that will report is the person that does transaction and puts Bitcoin in narration. No, but it doesn't. You see, we have blocked the accounts. It's not even the RM that see, should be reporting because you should have a financial um reporting. Yeah, like a team that that tracks all these things. But in any case, good luck to everybody. This market is tough. You guys are doing a very a thankless job. Why I even bring up the, just the RM thing? Because remember. When Luno launched, mm, the first account they opened was Stambik because South African brothers. That when they said we are not opening a um, crypto account, if you see how the RM kept saying, but the business they are doing, it's not like it's not really crypto. <laughs> <laughs> My guy looking at his bonus. His bonus was was, was slipping away. He, he handed, he handed, he handed. Man. <laughs> Man. So again, there's that human side to to this fraud thing as well, because again, a lot of the fraud that we see in the markets, like we're seeing a lot of insider insider activity, and it's just a heavily incentivized industry at this point, because you you work work work, your guy will call you stupid, call you foolish, at the end of the month you collect two hundred and fifty k, and then. You can just give one guy a small backdoor information and you just collect three million naira like that. Mifele needs to call me. If he wants to crack that, I can tell him where everybody is hiding. Mifele, you call me for e-naira and call me for fraud. I said there were some people that will soon start reporting. I I need to remember to create my snitch email. You said we were still going to do Open Africa snitching. My snitch email. Yes, please. If you know, if you have any competitors that you know that are doing, if you have competitors that you know that they are doing rubbish, DM us. DM us. I will yarn it on the show casually, like the way we yarn providers. Me is email that I'm going to send to the Central Bank of Nigeria. That I'm calling your attention to this company. This is their office address. This is their CEO's address. This is Twitter handle. See what he said yesterday. <laughs> Obviously, we're joking. Um... Jokingly serious. <laughs> Cast your competition. Oh my God. Cast them. This is how you win in this industry. Cast them. Yeah, I've seen so many dirty <laughs> things happen in this industry. But anyways, I believe that's all for today. Yeah. Cool. No, on- sir. Until the next episode. Elections in Nigeria. Oh, God. Please, can we end the episode here? Elections in Nigeria. Episode is over. Nigeria, you have done your worst. (laughs) (laughs) This is the background music. (laughs)